0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting podcast from of Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Gemma Abel.
1: Hello, and um, just what a privilege it is really to be coming to all of your TVs, um, all of your phones, all of your computers. Um, and it really is a joy to be here and to be able to speak to you. Um, it was a bit strange actually when I was asking God, well, what is it? What would you like to say to the church this morning? And um, he gave me the word equipping. And he reminded me of this phrase, um, be the church, don't go to church. And I was like, but God, like, we've had so much equipping, like, so, so much. Like, where are we going with this? And um, then obviously news leaked, rumors happened, and um, lockdown is upon us again. And I was like, okay, I understand. We need to be equipped. And um, actually the phrase God really, like, said to me, and actually I want to share with you guys is, you can do this. Okay, if that is all you take from this morning, you can do this. And um, it's really that simple. Okay, so this morning, I'm going to go through a lot of scripture. If you have a pen and paper nearby, I would suggest you grab them. Um, We're going to go through scripture, we're going to go through truth. And, um, you know, when we go through truth, We build each other up, don't we? And how do you have faith? You have faith by hearing the word of God. So this morning we are gonna hear a lot of the word of God. Um, Not not so much my kind of notes or verses because I'm very good at paraphrasing my own version, but you know, the truth, what God says, and we're gonna hear that and we're gonna be built up. We're gonna be ready so that the end of this morning you will know with 100% certainty, you can do this. You've got this okay, as a church, you can be the church, just you, you are valuable, you are just able to be the church, okay, so are we ready, yep, I know you are, I know you're in your, and the J247 is shouting at the TV going, we were born ready, so adults, are you ready, we were born ready, brilliant, that was in the room as well, so thank you, whoever that was, I can't see anybody, but thank you. I appreciate it. So, brilliant. To start, we're going to head to Romans 1, okay? Romans 1, 12. And I read this in the Passion Translation, and it it just was brilliant for starting off and really rising our hearts and our minds to be expectant this morning, okay? And it says, When we come side by side, Okay, so in this case, when we come together, when we communicate, whether it's over a phone, whether it's over a screen, um, a letter, um, handwritten letter, you know, when we come together, when we talk to one another and communicate, something wonderful is released. We can expect, okay, so you need to expect to be co encouraged and co comforted by each other's faith. Okay, so this morning, I want to co-encourage you and co-comfort you by the faith Jesus Christ has placed in me to pour out onto you, okay? So be expectant. Are you ready? You were born ready. I'm going to keep doing that all morning. So just for my entertainment, really. Okay, so with that, are you ready with your pen and paper, okay? God is going to build us up. He's going to encourage us through the scriptures and you were going to be co-encouraged this morning, okay? So your faith is at a place of certainty and steadfastness and soundness this morning, okay? It's ready to walk into next week going, I've got this, I can do this. Jesus has already won the victory. I am valuable in his sight and I can do this, okay? So I'm just gonna go through scriptures. So probably the best thing to do would be actually just to write the scripture down. And then you can go back and check it later because I have quite a list, but that's okay. Okay, so listen with your ears, okay? Open your spiritual ears, open your eyes this morning. And Jesus, we just pray right now that every single word of your truth actually really goes into people's hearts this morning, that your seeds of truth would resonate in people and it will be seeds that they grab hold of and go, yes, I believe that, yes, this is true for me, and yes, I stand on that word. Cool, let's go. So, Matthew 10:8. You have received authority to do these things. He was talking about healing the sick, casting out demons, freely so give to others. Oh, freely given, so f- give to others freely. Okay, so you've got authority in the name of Jesus. Matthew 16:19. I give you the key truths that unlock the way into the kingdom of heaven. You have the truths right in front of you in your bible okay they unlock the way into the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven is beautiful blissful amazing holy everything we imagine it to be and you have the truths okay your mind yourself can be perspective from heaven down okay Romans eight four. His success has become our success. Woohoo Remember that one, okay? His success has become our success. Here's the sex. Jesus' success has become our success, okay? Matthew twenty six, twenty eight The new covenant is being established in my blood that is poured out for for so for many so their sins might be completely forgiven. You have entered into a new covenant by the blood of Christ being shed and accepting Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. You have entered into that. Every single sin has been forgiven and your slate is clean, okay? You are a new creation. You have been forgiven. You do not have to look back, okay? These are just truths that... God's highlighted to me, there are so many more, but God has highlighted me to say, actually, this is an encouragement. This is a good thing. You don't have to look back even to last week, even to yesterday. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you have been forgiven, okay? Romans 5, 2. Through him, we now have peace with God and all the blessings of his grace are made available to us by means of our faith. We have peace with God. Okay? He is the king of peace. We have that in us. And all the blessings of his grace are made available to us. Every single one. Blessings of grace. Joy, love, hope, comfort, strength, peace. So many more. My mind is going. There's so many blessings. Provision. Trusting him. Being able to trust without worry is a huge blessing. Having a hope and a certainty in us is an enormous blessing. 2 Corinthians 12 verse nine, his grace is sufficient for you. His power is made perfect in, your, in our weakness, but in your weakness, in my weakness, God's power is made perfect, yeah? I know regularly when I come to meet with Jesus, I'm like, God, God, more of you, less of me. Beat this flesh out of me. I don't want my flesh to rise up in me. I want God to rise up in me. God has the power. God's grace is sufficient. It's not about our thoughts, but his thoughts. And it's just choosing to activate God in us and not ourselves in us. Okay? His grace is sufficient for you. Oh, I like this one. Ephesians 4, 7. Are you ready? Hold on to this one because I believe there are a lot of people that need to grab this from our congregation. Each one of us is given the particular grace we need to fulfill our calling. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Each one of us is given the particular grace we need to fulfill our calling it will be different for all of us, but you are graced to fulfill your calling, okay? I know 100% I am graced to have three children. I didn't really introduce myself. I have three children, that was said at the beginning. I have three children, I've got a nine-year-old, um, an almost six-year-old, she'll be six in two weeks. Woohoo! we've made it to six years, Sammy. And um, a boy that's about to be four, actually, in four weeks. So, woohoo, well done, guys. We're getting there. Um, but I know that God said three children. And I know 100%, although they are incredibly cute, the grace is not there to have four. I know, although it's, you know, there are days when you see babies or mums all know this, it's tempting. But I know 100%, I wouldn't handle it very well. I know that I would lose my temper much quicker. I know that I would struggle and be tired and struggle to parent because God said three children. So the grace is on me to have three and the grace is there to do my best with the three I have and love them unconditionally. Sorry, sidetrack. Ready, John 14. Do I read this from here? I think we might because this is a good one. Let's go to the Bible. Okay, John 14, 16. I will ask the Father to replace me with with another counselor exactly like me who will remain with you forever. That is the Holy Spirit remaining with you forever. Okay, when Jesus died and went to heaven and went to be at home with his Father and was on the cross, yes, he sent the Holy Spirit to be at home within us, within you, within me. Jesus was no longer walking the earth, but he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us so that we can live out a life to how Jesus displayed his life on earth. You can do this. You have got this, okay? John 16, 13. I will read this one from the truth actually. This is a good one. Are you ready? But when the spirit of truth comes, he will give you the complete revelation of the truth. He will not speak on his own initiative, but only what he hears from the Father and the Son. He will prepare you for what lies ahead. God already knows. God knew this was going to happen. He knows what's lying ahead. He knows what's ahead of you tomorrow. He has already gone before you. It's okay. You have got this. God knows everything. It continues on. We'll go, oh, we'll just read it all. The Holy Spirit will glorify me because he will take hold of all I have said and done and will reveal it to you. Everything that the Father has, I also have. And everything I have, the Spirit will take and reveal to you in your experience. So I tell you clearly that everything the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have is yours. How amazing is that? Please be so co-encouraged today by my faith of we have such support. We are not on our own. We have God, we have Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit, the Trinity together backing us in everything we do. Backing us in our decision to believe in him and live a life worthy of our calling from God what support we have rooting for us you are not on your own you have the unity of the father the son and the holy spirit right with you i hope you're getting this because i'm getting quite excited up here in fact i'm getting quite hot and flustered but never mind ephesians 1:13. you are placed in christ when you believed you were marked in a special way by him placing his personal seal upon you. He gave you his own promised Holy Spirit to live within you. It's all done, guys. He gave it to you. Okay? This is good news. 1 Corinthians 1. I'm gonna read a chunk here from 4 to 7, okay? I am always thankful to God for you because he has shown you much grace through your union with Christ Jesus. Because you live in Christ, you have been blessed with all his heavenly riches, all of them, all of his heavenly riches. He has blessed you in every conceivable way that is beyond our imagination. We cannot even grasp or imagine how blessed we are and how willing God is to bless us continuously, without ceasing, every single day. You know that all his riches are yours and you are able to speak his many blessings over your lives. This is possible because all we taught you about Christ was imparted to you when you believed in him. For this reason, you do not lack any of his spiritual gifts they are yours to enable you to persevere in faith as you look with as you look with eager expectation for our Lord Jesus Christ to be ve- revealed in his full majesty and glory. For this reason, because you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you believe he is your savior, savior for this reason, you lack no spiritual gifts. None. Not one. You lack nothing. You have everything you need for a life of godliness. You have everything you need to stand strong and follow his word. You have it. And it's time to be the church. It's time to accept those truths. It's time to stand firm on them and believe that you have everything. Not The worship team have stuff because they're up here singing. You have everything. We are all equal in God's eyes. And you have everything you need to walk this life of Christianity and to believe in Jesus Christ and to be obedient to his word. Okay? I hope so. We're still going on. Ephesians 10, the armor of God. You have a whole armor of God upon you if you choose to put it on every day but it's there it is there isn't it you've got the sword of the spirit to be able to declaring truth over yourself and over circumstances to ensure that the truth is being spoken out because when the truth speak when the truth is spoken it doesn't return void it does what it's spoken to do yeah so when you speak the truth out action is happening it's a valuable, a valuable weapon. The breastplate of righteousness. You have that. The belt of truth. The helmet of salvation. Your feet are, are ready with the, with the gospel of peace. You have the arm of God upon you. The shield of faith. I didn't say that one, I don't think. You have the shield of faith. Okay, You hold that up and nothing is coming. Okay? Nothing is coming against you. 1 Peter 1.4 He has given us an inheritance that can never, never be ruined, taken from us, or even reduced in any way, the inheritance kept for you in heaven. It cannot be ruined. It cannot be taken. It cannot be reduced. How encouraging is that? Okay? That's a huge comfort. Cannot be taken from you. Colossians 1:12 He strengthens you with all the power of his glorious might and it is this power at work in you that gives you patience enables you to persist in doing his will and causes you to maintain joy thanking God the father for all he has done in you okay he strengthens you with his power And what are the three things to be patient to persist in doing his will and to maintain your joy. He's done that in you. It's there, okay? Ephesians 2.14. So he is our peace. He is your peace, okay? That is where you find your peace, in God. He is it. Okay? God is in you and he's your peace. So even if you're not feeling it, and we can all have down days, Absolutely but there is peace inside of you. Dig, dig deep. You will find that peace of God and bring it to the surface. Speak it out. Speak it over yourself. Speak it around your house. Bring it out into your house, into your atmosphere. The peace of God, the peace of God. Okay, he surrounds you. He is our peace because we have been forgiven and accepted by God. We are at peace with him okay? These are just, I think that's all my scriptures, but these are just some scriptures. When I went through the Bible, I was like, okay, God, some scriptures, some encouragement. What what can I stand on? Things that I know you've done in me, things that I can now stand firm on. And they were just some that he highlighted to me. There are an awful lot more. So, you know, find them. Find some that are really useful tools for you, to be able to speak out, to be able to declare over your life, over your circumstances, around your home, okay? It's great if we can build ourselves up and we want that out in the atmosphere, don't we? We want to be able to wander around our house and know that we're at peace, know that we are good, okay? So going back to let's be the church, don't just go to church, with all these scriptures in mind, I was like, God, what, how do I do that? How can I be the church? What does that practically look like? Okay, So this is now going to be very practical. Well, the whole message is very practical about what does that practically look like. So I started to make a list. I started to make a list of what church is to me, what church may be for other people. I was like, OK, God, what is, what is church? Um, A place to hear the word of God, a place to worship God, a place to be recognized. When I walk into church, I know 100% as soon as I walk in the door, whether it be Martin, Michelle, someone on that host team is pouncing on me and saying good morning. I'm recognized, I'm greeted, I'm said hello to. And that really made me think, actually, that especially coming into a church building and Church being incredibly welcoming and friendly. That may be some people's only time that they are greeted or recognized. I was like, wow, God, I need to make an effort here. Okay, we'll come back to that in a minute. A place to chat and have fellowship. A place to feel safe, loved, accepted. A place to encounter God. A place to receive a hug. I know we can't do that right now, but I'm not a hugger. I walk in the door everyone hugs me you know and that's okay and that's something i i go for but it is a place where perhaps that is that just happens because people are love because they're in god's house so actually it may be the place where someone only ever receives a hug on a sunday that's quite big but we won't go down that line because we can't hug right now a place of feeling at peace a place to ask for prayer, um, a, pray, a time to pray, a place to hear from God, a place of being together with other Christians. Majority of time when we come on a Sunday, we are, the majority of people we are surrounded by are Christians. There might be some in the building that aren't, that's, that's brilliant, You know, welcome in, welcome home, come in the doors. But the majority of time it is Christians and Perhaps in your workplace, you're not surrounded by that majority of the times. And that can be quite hard, obviously, during the week. And then when you come into church, it's almost like, whew, I can relax. I'm with like-minded people. I'm with people I have stuff in common with. I'm somewhere I feel welcomed and accepted and loved. And I know there's zero judgment. All these things come into play on a Sunday. And I started to ask God, how can I be that outside? What can I do? So, God being God, very practical, got me onto this. And he started to, well, he gave me three words, um, light, hope, and love. And he said, these are the things you can bring, Jem. These are the things you, you can demonstrate and make an effort to do outside of church. Okay? So, especially the whole recognition thing really settled on me. And I say, God, I need to make an effort to really greet people and to say hello and to just recognize everybody I meet um, and to ask them how they're doing and to be the church in that sense. I need to make an effort to ensure that people feel loved and accepted when they're around me or when I'm talking to them on the phone or when I'm messaging them. It doesn't take a lot to send a message. And in that message, you can recognize someone you can make them feel safe. You can make them feel loved and accepted. You can make them, you, you can ensure they hear from God because you can speak some truth. You can do so much to be the church. So much from your home or wandering around the streets. You can do so much even though we're not in the building. Another one that really hit me was... Um, it's a place to to pray and a place to ask for prayer and I was like okay God that's always a little bit uncomfortable isn't it when you're chatting to someone and they start talking about their lives and things come up and it's like oh could offer to pray right now or I could walk away or I could just pray in my head or I could say yeah sure I'll I'll pray about that or I can send them a message later so then I'm not doing it face to face, like so, so many options. And God really spoke and challenged me on that. And he took me to Romans two. And um, I I had a Bible study on Thursday night with some friends and we went through Romans two. And this really, I got on a bit of a rant about it. So you ready for my rant? I hope so. You were born ready. I know that's coming at the TV. So Romans 2, merely hearing God's laws is a waste of your time. If you don't do what he commands, doing, not hearing, is what makes the difference with God. It goes on to say, it's the mark of God on your heart. This is at the end of Romans 2, okay, let's put context in here. He's talking about circumcision, so just follow this, okay. It's the mark of God on your heart not of a knife on your skin that makes you a Jew. And recognition comes from God, not legalistic critics." So the only point I wanted to make there is, it's the mark of God on your heart, okay? That's the Holy Spirit. You are sealed and marked with his promised Holy Spirit, okay? But the beginning is Romans 2, doing not hearing is what makes the difference with God. I was like, well, okay. So prayer, when, and it started to make me think, when, especially when a non-Christian friend comes to me and starts to talk about their life, maybe they start to download some, some problems or some issues that are going on, or even just they come to you through a message or something, and they say, you know, if you have time, would you, would you mind saying a prayer? And of course, the response is yes, but God challenged me, do it now, do it with them. He was like, Gem, that bit of faith, that is their faith coming to you. When someone comes to you and says, hey, this is going on in my life, that's faith of them saying, these are issues. I don't know how to talk to God, but I'm talking to you because you know God. And that's your entrance. That is your point of prayer. That i a, I'm going to speak truth over you right now. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to see a difference. Okay. That is the mustard seed of faith coming at you. And you know, like when we go to God with mustard seeds of faith and we go, God, I don't really understand what's happening in this situation, but I've got to pray about this. He goes, bam, I'm there with you. Here it is. And here is your answer. And you're like, wow, he meets our faith where it's at. We have to meet people's faith where we're at, where they're at, okay? I, um, I saw my mum last week, and she was having some, um, some work issues. And she had come off the phone, and um, one of her customers hasn't, hadn't been very polite to her. And um, she, she was a little bit concerned. And I didn't stand there and say, hey, mum, I'm going to pray for you right now, and close my eyes, hold her hands, and whatever. I just started speaking. And I was like, mum, you know what? You are a good person. Mum. you know what? You have got this because you have not done anything wrong. You have upheld your side of what is going on. You have acted righteously and it is good. And you know what? I didn't have to, it was just speaking truth. It was just speaking life and hope into her situation. And she came away going, oh, yeah, I'm okay. We can handle this. I was like, yeah, you can. You can do this. And it was just that speaking of truth. So even when you're confronted with people that might say, you know, oh gosh, quite, quite worried about this lockdown for four weeks. What, what am I gonna do? You know what? You've got this because you are a great person and you've, you are loved and you are valued and you are accepted. And, you know, there is hope and this is the hope. Jesus Christ, yeah? But there is so much we can do to be the church. There is so much we can bring to people to be the church. Okay, Romans two, I read that out of the message and it's very challenging in the message. Um, So sorry about that, but we've got to do stuff. We've got to be active in this time I'm about to enter a lockdown season. I joked with my husband in the first lockdown, "Ha ha! I wonder what life is lockdown without children, or What lockdown life is like without children? We will never get to know that sweetheart. We'll just have to cope," kind of thing. And now I've got four weeks. Schools are open. My husband's at work. Lockdown life without children. I'm about to experience. And you know what? I'm like, "Okay, God, what what is it? What is there that you want to do?" What is it that you want me to invest in? What is it? You know, are there things that I missed the first time round? Is there more for me to do? How can I reach my neighbors? You know, God says, or Jesus said, didn't he? Go, make disciples. We don't have a restriction of worrying about, oh, to get them saved, I've got to bring them into church. No, no. In Romans, in Romans one, I think it is, God says that by his kindness, he will lead people to repentance by his kindness, the kindness that you can display, okay, the kindness that is working through you because you have accepted Jesus Christ. So the kindness where God is reigning over you to reign in you, to reign through you. So everything that he is doing above you is coming into you and you've got to pour it out, okay. So by his kindness, by the kindness that you display, by making people feel welcome or recognized or asked how they're doing or writing them a letter, sending them a card, sending them a picture. By that kindness, people can be led by God to repentance. It is the kindness that they will recognize and go, wow, even in this dark time, you are hopeful. Even in this dark time, you are showing kindness to people you might not know. You have a whole street, a whole neighborhood to go and display kindness to you. You have neighbors. How are they doing? You have friends to message and phone. How are you doing? Anything I can do for you? Can I deliver some shopping? Can I just chat to you? You know, you have so, so many opportunities to be the church right now. And if you're like me, you know, going back into lockdown, my, I think my question is, okay, God, did I... How do you want me to invest this time? For me, it's a very different scenario. Without a husband, he'll be at work, children will be at school. Okay, God, where am I investing? How am I investing? What am I going to learn from you? What do you want me to grab hold of? What do you want me to study? What do you want me to do within my home? It can look different for everybody, absolutely everybody. But let's be a church of hope. And encouragement and co-comforters so actually when we're at a point of entering lockdown on Thursday we're not going into it miserably we're going into it going we've got this it's okay God what are we doing God where are we going God what can I do God how can I be the church how can I be the church in my home I am um, I haven't read my notes for ages now I've completely gone off on a tangent I told you there's my rant so I'm going to finish with this one, I think. But on, um, on Sunday, Sunday, we did, I didn't actually watch the live stream live. I had to watch it later. Um, I was in the car with my children, and we were driving. And um, we had some tunes on good old Jesus music. And they, I don't know about you, but children only have one volume in my house when it comes to singing. And it is shouting. So they weren't singing. They were shouting at the top of their voice. And one of the lyrics in their particular favorite song is um, to shout the name of Jesus. So I was driving along and literally three children in the back, Jesus! I was like, okay, whoo, don't want to tell you to be quiet, but you know, calm it down. Um, and they were shouting. And Ellie, my oldest, she was like, mummy, mummy, we're having like our own little church today. I was like, but oh, we are the church. We are the church. We are it. If you are standing on the rock of Jesus Christ, the head of the church, the cornerstone, You are a brick that makes up the church, the whole church. You have been equipped. You have the ability. You have the grace to take everything we do in here out there. You have everything inside of you to go and pray with people, to speak the truth with people, to spread the name of Jesus with people, to share communion with people. You have it okay we can be the church you can be the church it is I want to say it's that simple but it really is you believe what God has said it is on the inside of you and it is just speaking those truths out and cementing it in your heart that when you are confronted with people you know you know that you are the church Okay, you can bring hope, you can bring light, and you can bring love to everybody you meet. Amen. Cool. I feel people have moved. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what do I do?
0: Oh, Amen. <laughs> what do I do now? What do, what I, do, do now? I do now? Stand I uh, like a jumper, Jim.
1: Thanks. My mum bought it, it for
0: it, me. It. Oh, it's cool. It goes Amen. with a message because Psalm, not Psalm, sorry, Philippians 2.15 says, shine like stars. shine like stars as you hold out the word of life or as you hold firmly to the word of life so it's exactly what you're saying what do i do you hold on to the word and then we shine like stars and remember the darker it gets the more stars you see and the brighter they shine so awesome thank you god bless you what a great message this morning from jem there um well, praise God. We're just coming to an end. We're going to just rejoice in a minute to to finish together. That seemed uh, the appropriate response to the word that Jem was bringing, to just come before God and rejoice in him. As we go there, let me remind you, please uh, continue faithfully giving into Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Um, we. Uh, It's something we need to keep doing even in these times. I appreciate that for some economic circumstances may have changed drastically, but let's uh, put our faith and trust in God as well and continue to be giving into Kingdom Faith. Um, Even if you're not part of the local church, if you're finding this is somewhere you've fed, we invite you to be part of that as well. Hallelujah. This week, the Hub is only open one day. Um, you will see in the slates coming up after this that were made slightly earlier in the week that we were going to new extended hours this week. We are not. And John asked for mercy for any slates that are now completely wrong and incorrect at the end of the broadcast. So Wednesday, we are open for an hour longer than before. So we're open 11 till three. And uh, it'd be wonderful to see you in on, on Wednesday if you can make it um, but that's what we're going to do. Next Sunday, we expect to be broadcasting here from the Summit live. And so we hope to join with you again. Okay, have a great week anyway. Let's rejoice in the Lord in all circumstances. I'm going to hand over to Josie, and we'll go out with a lot of noise and rejoicing, just like those children in the back of the car shouting our heads off, praising God. Over to you, Mr. Barron.